Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast hosted by Raylene and some other guests. And today's guest is Emily Sierra, a friend that I met in a comedy class where we were learning to... Uh, you not be funny because you can't take a class to be funny. You either are or you are not, but it was more tapping into the real instead of the, the surface. And she would talk a lot about sex and dating, etc. And so I thought, hey, you know, it'd be fun to be have on my podcast, Emily. Hell yeah. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> and I just want to be back in stand up class like right now. <laughs> I would kill I to be, be there. <laughs> I want to be on stage. Oh my god, I wanna, same. I it's, oh. it's been awful. Yeah, me too. So, same. how are things this year? I know. Oh, so things. I mean, things were rolling before fucking COVID just shit on everything. You know, I really, I can't wait to get back into stand up. Like when things really open up again, but. Things are good right now. I'm just trying to stay creative. That for me is how I don't go crazy. And I was able to do a little bit of outdoor comedy over the summer, but now that things are getting worse, there, you know, there's some mics I can do, but I'm just trying to like be safe and not do much of that. But right. I, I really miss it. I miss doing my shows. I don't necessarily miss stand up. Cause I didn't do that uh, that much of it, but you know, my last stand-up comedy sex ed show sold out 120 seats and I missed that. Hell yeah, dude. What, you have that. You don't need to go to grungy mics. <laughs> no, I don't I hate the grungy mics. I know. Oh my God. But I did see lives anywhere. It's the grungy mics. <laughs> yeah, probably. There was, I did see before it happened that you were starting to pick up some shows and be on people's shows. So that's really good. Cause when I met you, you were still really, really new. Oh yeah. I mean, I just, I had just really started with you. I did stand up one time in college. I went to school for acting in the city and my last semester senior year, I purposely took a ton of classes over the summer so I could have a really light last senior year so I could learn in New York and in showbiz acting stand-up so i did my first official mic at the um comic strip the comic strip there it was like an underdog comedy night and that was super cool like i just was like whoa this i love this this is like (laughs) for an actor it is really empowering because most of the time you're auditioning and maybe one percent out of the 99 you get the job and you get to work Whereas stand up, you you got the pen, you got the mic for five minutes, so show your stuff, and that was really really cool. 
And then I kind of took a break from it all and then found that stand-up class that Rob Santos, shout out to Rob, was teaching. And yeah, I was like, oh my God, I was just a ball of energy in that class. Like, Like, oh my God, girl, I've been listening back on all of my tapes, all of my sets, because just trying to learn from what I was little cringy, huh? And girl, oh my God, I was like, this garbage, trash, trash, trash. Like, (laughs) you're just hyper. Oh, hyper. Because I was like, coming my pants so excited to be doing it like i don't i I don't even know how to describe it (laughs) yeah just hyper is all i would say i mean it's like you had you had some good material in there it's just like you never stopped talking we were like really really fast 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 oh yeah no craft no awareness of breaking down punchline tag rhythm pace none of that shit now i'm learning all that in the downtime so i'm ready to just get back at it and fucking go hard again. It'll be great. I I feel like I did have a huge advantage when I started doing stand-up comedy because I'd been doing the direct sales parties for so long mm-hmm. and I understood how to how to I didn't know how to craft a joke cuz the jokes just came to me, but I understood the stage presence and I understood the you know how like that that pause where you you make them like what is she going to say and then say it. Like I had that I had to write jokes to go from one to the other. And the very first thing that I noticed on my very first open mic, because, you know, my very first open mic was at the Funny Bone with 75 people there. And, um, and I recorded it live on Facebook. And, and I still watch you it. You go like, hard on the first time. You're like, yeah, oh, I was like something really scary. Let me make it 10 times scarier. Well, I, my point was like, listen, I'm not a comedian and you guys are about to see that. And then I watched it back and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just opened up a can of my own damn worms. But when I, when I got into the car and I listened to it and I was like, girl, you need to slow down. Right. So then the very, the next time I was recorded, which was, I don't know, uh, I started in April and I was in last comic standing in August. So like six months later, I purposely really, I mean, when I listen to it, it almost sounds like it's on slow motion because that's not the speed that I speak in. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I had to slow down. One, it will fill more time. <laughs> Two, people can understand me because yep. I'm not like, like you, like you were when you first. Oh yeah, you saw me. Yeah. And then, um, and I had told somebody else that too. Uh, I was on another show. It was one of my first paid gigs and there was another guy and he was brand new, newer than me. I was brand new, but he was newer than me. And he, and he got off the stage and I said, can I, can I offer you something? Cause that's what I always say You're to somebody. You're so sweet. I know you were like so great about that with like a tag or anything. You're like, right. And help. that's what I said to him. I'm like, can I offer you something? And he's like, yeah, sure. Anything. And I'm like, you have got to enunciate. He said, I can tell that you are probably funny, but I couldn't understand a word you said. And he's like, oh man, okay. But that, that was it. It was like, you could, I could tell he was funny because I could get most of it, but it was really mumbly. And I was like, you have got to work on really clarifying your words. And the same thing with tags. If somebody's got a, a tag that I, that I think, I ask them. Because I don't want to mm-hmm. give it to them without their permission. 
Yeah, some people get weird about that. They're like, oh, there was fun enough? Like, like, no, there was, there was one girl that I had this, oh, such a great tag for her joke. Um, but I asked her, and she's like, no, I've been telling this joke for a really long time. I don't want to trip up my delivery. And I'm like, cool. Respect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's, it's her joke, so. Yeah, but yeah. I, and then I did offer one to somebody else, and he did use it, and that made me happy. Nice. <laughs> Not that I'm ever going to be a comedy writer, but sometimes I can come up with some decent tags. Hell yeah. It's like, okay, this is working. <laughs> it is. So um, are you an only child? I am not. I'm the middle child. I got an older sister that is like four years older, obviously. <laughs> and then a younger <laughs> sister, and she's four years. So my mom like banged out the kids little evenly sp- spread out. <laughs> I like that. See, I have She's mine so organized, are... such a Capricorn. <laughs> well, mine were just, I had different dads for each one of them. So this is how it happened. <laughs> but, you know, they're, um, right now they're 33, 29, and 21. So it's, you know, a four-year age gap and then an eight-year age gap. And it's really weird for me when I go hang out with my daughter, because she has three boys and right at this exact moment, they're one, three, and five. So it's a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah, oh my god i already got a headache i'm like shit and i'm going down to visit them this week if the snowstorm doesn't screw oh, me over I, well i hope you can see them like yeah. being around kids during christmas just cures your depression it just is like it makes <laughs> everything better you're like all right this is happiness <laughs> my favorite thing is i'm their birthdays were last month and i wasn't mm. able to get down there um but also I was stupid and I had their present shipped to me instead of them from Amazon and they're heavy. So I couldn't like reship them. So I'm bringing them oh, and that'll where, be fine. She like, she's in uh, Maryland. Oh, okay. Cool. So I'm super excited for them to get their presents for me. Cause I usually don't do too much uh-huh. because they have everything. Right. So I usually just do, you know, something little crayons, paper, yeah, right. I'm turning into my mother. So my mother always bought stuff. That's the best. Honestly, I, I kids need more of that. Less screens. More real yeah. real play. Yeah. I got them scooters. Oh, my God. That's so yeah. Cool. So they can scoot about. Burn off I'm some of that energy. I'm asking for a puppy. I, I've been <laughs> asking for a puppy since I was like five. And I always wanted one. Still haven't had one. So Aren't you old enough to get your own puppy now? Oh, yeah, I am. I could just go out and get my own dog. <laughs> and I should. But I'm you know, not moved out yet. And I can't have a dog here. So it's like free rent or a dog. So I'm riding out. I'll take the free rent. Yeah. I'm riding out the free rent, especially since I got laid off in April. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My, uh, my middle one, she lives in New York city. She came home over the summer and, um, so she didn't have to pay rent here. She still had to pay rent in New York city, but she didn't have subway expenses. Beer was free because it was just in the refrigerator. It wasn't $15 a bottle or whatever New York City. All the food was free. Anytime we went out to dinner, we almost always Mm. paid. And she's like, I can pay. And we're like, no, it's fine. Oh, love it. I bet she's loving it. She banked over the summer. And now she's back to New York City. And I'm like, when are you coming back? (laughs) Right? The thing is, though, if you live with your parents, you have to deal with your mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to deal with triggers every day. You have to deal right. with getting cock blocked. You have to deal with <laughs> my my father wakes up like balls early for work at 5 a.m. So I just accepted being a morning person sometimes. Oh, yeah. There's 
There's a lot. I'm not cock blocking any of my kids. I'm like, there's a guy. Yeah, like, what is? I'll go get him for you. <laughs> exactly. You're like, yo, check out this new vibrator. <laughs> no, no I was. So just- you you do pr- pure romance, right? Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know if we could drop that, but I don't talk about that on the. I mean, I talk about everything but the name. Yeah, I know, because you you shouldn't be advertising for free. (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) Exactly. Well, but yeah, do you have any questions? Oh, questions about mm. I don't know anything. I've been selling sex toys for fourteen years, so I know a lot about sex. I want to hear about these new vibrators that are like hands-free. Have you tried any of these yet? I no. I want to upgrade because like quarantine, my hand is getting like, you know, I switch from my right hand to my left hand. So I don't get, you know, carpal <laughs> I can't even do vibrator. that. My spine is so crooked. I only can use one side. Oh, we're going to do some yoga classes then. I'll teach if you. <laughs> anything happens to my right hand, I'm just going to have to die because I can't, can't reach with my left hand. It doesn't reach there. You need to just use like your microphone stand and like set your vibrator in it. <laughs> I don't actually, and I, I've said this before on my podcast, uh, I believe, I don't ever use them by myself. Mm, mm-hmm. nice. That's what I have a husband all for. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> change the oil in my car, change the tires, hold my sex toys. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my and bring home the bacon. <laughs> I love that. And I at this exact that. moment, he's frying it up in the pan. I don't know what I did in a past life to deserve him, but I must've been murdered at a young age or something. And God's like, here you go. And I don't know what he did in a past life, but it probably was horrible. Like, I don't think he killed anybody, but maybe like he fucked a goat or something. I don't know. But (laughs) I'm punishment for him and he's my reward. (laughs) Oh, that's the dream. I want to be cooked for, for sure, in a relationship. Like, I love to cook. I'll do that for for someone that's like an expression of love for me. But like, can uh, every once in a while, I would love to just know that like, it's going to be good food too, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. We do the um, HelloFresh now. There's some oh, free nice. advertising. <laughs> yeah, right. Give her I a love sponsorship. My, exactly. I love. I love that. It just shows up, and all the ingredients are there, and it's got all the instructions. And so he made dinner tonight. I made dinner last night. It's only the two of us, so it's not too expensive. Like we figured it out. If we go out to one dinner with drinks, it's more than three meals yeah. shipped to the door. Then that's that's bomb. That's yeah, because chances are we would go out to dinner, oh, or we would just eat spaghetti so or just now. chicken, and, oh, and yeah. ask him how often we just have chicken with a vegetable. Because I right? for a long, I didn't do carbs forever. Potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so funny. It. Yeah, I'm gonna. So have, how old? I'll have dinner after this. Yeah, me too. He and I asked him about it because he was already eating. I'm like, how was he? Because it wasn't that good. I'm like, you're not really selling it. <laughs> maybe i'll just have cookies i don't know <laughs> yeah dude, always so let's talk about sex how old were you when you lost your virginity i was a late bloomer i think about how i, I thought you were now. gonna say i was 11 <laughs> oh yikes i know this podcast would take a different direction <laughs> just the mood talk about killing the vibe um no not 11 i was actually 20 and oh. I lost it in college, you know. Um, I wanted to lose it in high school. I wanted a boyfriend, but, you know, I was really shy and I kind of felt like 
everyone in high school was so different than me. I grew up in Glastonbury, very um, the same. Like everyone was preppy and did soccer, Abercrombie. We all oh, yeah, if you were in Glastonbury, you, know? you did soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you weren't anybody if you didn't. And I did dance. So who, everyone was like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> so, so I was just super shy and just kind of wanted to get through high school without being anybody, without being known. And, you know, because of that, you know, it definitely salted my game. There were weird boys who crushed on me, but I was like, ew. And I was just like, no, <laughs> I shut them down real quick. But um, yeah, so then going into college, I was like, I want to get rid of this V card for semester. I'm going to get all A's and I'm going to get laid. Like that was on my goal, goal list. And um, my school didn't really realize this going in because it's major theater dance school and it's in New York City. All the, the guys were gay. Yep. <laughs> All the guys. It was like 70% girls, 30% guys, 2% wanted to bang me. Like, <laughs> so I was 2% like- 2% of okay. the guys, probably a bunch of girls too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. There was like a whole plethora of anybody, but what I was really hoping for. And so- I, you know, explored going out to clubs and stuff. I'd hook up there, but I would never, I was always too afraid to just go to a stranger's apartment in New York City because I just right. was like, I'm going to have fun. Because that's how you like, get murdered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't need my mom to get the call that I've been found in the river of the, you know, the Hudson River or some shit. So. Can you imagine I that call too? It what would kind? be like, hi, um, you know, she was, she was, uh, she had sex and, uh, she still had a piece of her hymen, so it might have been her first time. <laughs> but she was died. a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> right? She had a bright future. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I met this guy a summer after sophomore year. I was working at Lake Compounds, an amusement park in for Connecticut, if people know that park. And so I met this guy there, whatever. He was cool at a party. He showed interest. We went on a date. I was like, cool. This was a cool date. He wanted to come see me in New York. I was like, sure, buddy. I doubt you'll come. He came anyway for a party. You know, it was fun. I had never really, I went on one awkward double date at a Dunkin' Donuts that doesn't really even count as a date. No, it so doesn't. It Dunkin' Donuts yeah, you know, is not a date. Oh God, I was 16. That shit doesn't count. Like it was weird. Um, but so this date with this guy, I was like, oh my God, like, this is all this, this is fun. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend and my brain wanted to say yes, because I, you know, wanted to get laid. I wanted to have a boyfriend. <laughs> I never had one. And it was like, he's nice. You should give him a chance. But my, my intuition went off. It was like, you don't want a boyfriend long distance and you, you don't want this guy, but right brain took over and you know dated him i lose my v card and it was great obviously because it's sex for the first time you know and i'm like oh my god he's like my forever i just met my husband you know maybe i'm with my <laughs> one all that all that stupid shit and it's you know of course i don't know it's just like the chemicals being released that want to like tie down to him so i think he's my forever come to find out he's just fucking forever crazy and toxic and that was just a I don't want to say bad relationship because you know 
I'm who I am now for it. And I wouldn't change Mm -hmm. that, but it did bring a a lot about a lot of toxic stuff. And I think about my sex life with him now, and it's just like kind of traumatic. It's like not even, it's just sad. You know, I like didn't, didn't know that, you know, I'm this feminine playground and I get to decide how I'm treated and I can demand what I want. And, you know, I really settled for how he treated me, which was a whole to just poke every day, like as a stress relief, as a distraction. And, you know, I just, sometimes I would like be like, can this just be over? I have other shit I got to do. But I felt like I had to do it for him. So I hate that. I hate, yeah. I hate that we just, for some reason, we just think that, fine, just do it. Or why am I so, you know, and we just let it happen. And I, I don't think that happens with guys. Hell no, please. I I mean, I, 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 I'm fairly sure if they're just not aroused, they just can't have sex, but Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not. I'm sure there's some, obviously there's going to be some situations, but still it's like, yeah. You know, and then I think it's as common as it is for us. That's right. I saw a meme the other day. That's like, was like, yeah, maybe you weren't sexual assaulted, but how many times did you give in because it was easier than just saying no or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, haven't we all done that though? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it just kind of shows how women, we just have to become even more empowered and men have to shift with how they're treating us. And I think, you know, we can't always start with the men and change the way they treat us. We have to start with how we show up because a person treats you with how you let them. So when I realized that I was letting this, you know, fucking asshole, you know, mistreat me and use me as, you know, just a hold of fuck, I was like, wait. So I would say no to sex more. And he, he knew that I would get very insecure at times and, I get when our relationship was long distance, watch porn, please watch porn. You're not seeing me for two weeks. Do whatever the fuck you got to do. But then when I was home- Two whole weeks, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? And it's not, like it's two weeks, dude. He would make it seem like that was a huge deal. But when we were living together, I'm living with him. We're seeing each other every day, working together, having sex every day. But then I would see on his phone sometimes like, he'd have a screenshot. I'd like go to take a picture. It'd be a screenshot from like a porno. And then I would get into snooping his web history and it'd just be like hours of porn. Like, and I'm like, when I'm at work and I'm in like ev- all the time and I'm like, we're, we're still fucking every day. Like, is this not like enough? Like, and then he would hold over my head that, you know, I would be insecure about that. And he'd be like, well, if you do not, you're not going to have sex with me, I'm just going to watch porn. How do you like that? So he found like, he was, he was a narcissist. So he knew right. like how to find my insecurities, my holes and boop, 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 you know? So yeah. Yeah. Sounds after like that, a winner. Great sex. Oh my God. Talk great sex after that. So now I'm just living my life because I know <laughs> what you don't do. <laughs> Right. I think sometimes as much as we hate the lessons that we've learned, there's a reason we had to learn them. Like I remember my first sex toy party was so awkward and so uncomfortable and so vulgar. 
that I swore I would never, ever, ever go to a party like that again. And then, Uh you know, God, 12 years later, God was like, remember that other party? Don't do it like that. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's why I've always been so, like, I have my, I have my levels of like naughtiness, but I don't think that I too often pass the line into vulgar. And it's because I have such a threshold for what I think is vulgar mm-hmm. that I want to stay up there. I want to laugh and have fun and tell jokes and et cetera. But I, you know, I get real uncomfortable real fast when it just starts to get vulgar. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's why I've always been successful because of that first experience that made me so incredibly uncomfortable. And yeah, it's the same thing awesome. with bad relationships. Mm-hmm. You didn't know you were in a bad relationship until you got out of it. And you're like, that was a bad relationship. Exactly. Yep. And now it's like, I know what I want, what is wrong. I can just go after what I want with so much more of like, I don't give a fuck. Like it's right. It's awesome. (laughs) Once you get a decent level of, I don't give a fuck, you'll see that the world around you changes. It's so true. It really is. And I'm, I'm still trying to get more and more of that attitude in my head because like, and you know, like anything I do, I, I want it to be my best. And I feel like at times I can try to be a perfectionist and, you know, try to control too much. And the more I just let go with whatever it really is, the more fun I have and the more it just kind of opens up. Like I think back when I'm on stage and I'll just get feeling the moment, like, I'm going to do this crowd work or I'm going to say this differently. And you just like are, have fun and you play with it. And like, that's your best shit. Like, right. It's crazy. That was, um, when I first started doing the parties sick, I, <clears throat> I apologize to people who have heard this story before, but it's my podcast. So whatever. Um, I had this book. It was like a, an old, before PowerPoint existed, we had PowerPoint notebooks. So we oh would God. build the PowerPoint and then we'd put it into these binder notebooks that would be tripod. And that way you could do your PowerPoint, but you were doing it. We didn't have the projectors or anything. So when I first started, I put everything in there. And so on the front, it would be the product and some of the things about, and on the back, it would be whatever the joke was that I wanted to tell about it. And so for six months, that's how I did the party. I'm like, oh, and the next product is going to be this. Read, read, read. Look at the back. You know, tell the joke. Everybody laughs. Da, 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 da. At my six-month mark, and it's so funny because I still remember the exact house and the exact party and the exact everything. I had brought the notebook in to add new products into it. And I got to the party and I opened up my bag where the notebook was supposed should have been. And it wasn't in there. And I had this moment of like, like fear, like shot through my entire body. Like, how the fuck am I going to do this? You know, those, those moments where you're just all of a sudden, like, I'm about yeah, to get like fired. Leaving my phone at a Dunkin' Donuts or like, right. yeah, I'm gonna my phone's going to, my phone's probably <laughs> those moments we, yeah. your heart drops and you're like, shit. And I did that. And then I, I took a deep breath and I'm like, Raylene, it's been six months. You either know this shit or you don't. Fuck and yeah. that, that was the day that I got good at my job because I let go of the the connection to the notebook mm. and this is how it has to be done. That's and like I started making my connections with my audience mm-hmm. and it was, it was a lot of fun. And some days when I'm on stage, when I'm doing a, a comedy show, that's how it feels. It's me and the audience and we are just having yeah. a good time. And other times I'm like attached there. I'm attached in my head to 
the notebook, but I can't remember anything on the notebook. I hate that, you know, oh, I, I hate know. that. It, I hate, and that just shows you're in tune with your performance instrument. And I think that's great because it's so good with whether you're doing like, you know, whatever performance you're doing, you need to know when you're good and when you suck and when you're on your game and you're off your game. And like, you have to be compassionate with yourself because you can't be fucking balling every minute. And, right. you know, even the greats have to have a downtime every now and then they don't have, you know, a kill. Yeah, but the funny thing is we don't know when they're having it. Because yeah. <laughs> like when, when I got off stage, the last time I, in my mind, the last time I bombed, in my mind, I bombed. Afterwards, the other comedians were like, holy shit, you're hilarious. Be friends on Facebook. And the people who were coming out was like, oh my God, I laughed so hard. You were my favorite. And I'm like, I bombed. Mm-hmm. And, and like in my head, I'm like, I, that was awful. And people are like, you were so funny. I peed myself. And I'm just like, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah those nights happen too where you're just like i don't know you like blank out you're like some i've had those nights where i'm like i don't even know what i did like what 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 did i say like was it and then you're like oh okay (laughs) well and that that happens more often than not and we are just so hard on ourselves we're just so hard on ourselves i know i think comedians in general we all have some sort of mental health problem and so it's so true and like there's there's something about wanting to get up on stage get attention but have it have the potential to cross the line of being the worst attention you would ever want in your fucking life (laughs) you know so it's like it takes a level of insanity i think to really want to do it and you know i'm okay with that (laughs) i just did a talk the other day called zooming through 2020 and it it was um it's more of it's not stand-up comedy but it's a humorous look at the gifts and challenges that we got from 2020 and the whole time i'm like these people are gonna hate this oh my god why am i doing this i'm gonna embarrass myself and it's on zoom right so it's silent all i have is their faces and i can see that some of them are laughing but you know how when you're telling a joke, you wait for the laughter to die down before you start the next line? Mm-hmm. I can't hear it. I can only go on, you know, what I see. Up. Okay. <laughs> right. And, and, and like I can see four people are laughing their asses off and the other ones are just gently smiling. And I'm like, well, do I start again? Do I wait? Because nobody can hear the laughter. Now it's just awkward. But then I get off and everybody was like, that was fantastic. And I got a lot of reviews and people actually went and reviewed it on my speaker page, which is a, a level of active that I appreciate. Yeah. And I got hired to do it. Like, so now I'm going to get paid to do it for the next person. And my immediate thought was, well, I'm going to suck. They're going to hate me. There's no way I can do this again. Imposter syndrome is so real. But right. And I'm like, how? And you're going to get another paid booking. You're going to book another paid gig. That's, I mean, that's the plan, but the imposter syndrome is so strong. And I like, I would like to go back to whatever happened in my childhood that ever made me feel like I'm never going to be good enough and fucking snap that right out of me. I know. Exactly. Yep. Something's there, but so stupid, but it's funny. Cause when I say I'm a, like, I say I'm a comedian, but also I don't feel like I am sometimes because I haven't put in the work that a lot of other comedians have done and I'm not. Mm-hmm 
doing three and four, five, seven open mics in a week and yada, yada. And then I'm like, I'm just a different kind of comedian. Yeah. And, and true with like technology, the way it is, I think comedian is expanding. And I know old school comedians would hate that I even said that, but like you can have your podcast, you can produce your own shows that are selling out like you have been, and it just kind of fits your brand. And who the fuck cares if that looks different than these headlining touring national comedians? Like, you know, you could go tour national with your sex ed show. Like, why not? That is the goal someday. The hope that that will happen, especially in colleges. Yeah. College kids need this information. Yep. Hell yeah. Definitely. They're all broken. Absolutely. Oh, I know. I've been there. Broken, just swiping on Bumble, trying to fix fix your problems by some boy named Ben. (laughs) Fucking stupid. Hey, that's a good name for a boy. I know. Oh, I know. I I fell for him. He was cute. He had these blue eyes. And I love dogs, right? As I said, I want a dog. So one of my things is I will favor a guy with a dog. Duh. (laughs) Which... (laughs) has no qualities does not equate to him being a decent human at all but so yeah, I, I know Hitler had guy. a dog <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so Ben was my first bumble bang when I first got bumble um I swiped on him and I saw he had a black lab named Bella and she was a puppy and I was like yo we're gonna bang I want a puppy I'm gonna bang Ben for the puppy <laughs> I know literally I'm gonna bang Ben and get to meet this puppy like it it will be worth it and I get to his apartment we hang out and I'm like where's the puppy and he's like oh well so it actually has to stay at my parents house because I moved to this apartment can't have dogs and I'm like okay I was trapped for the dog but I drove 30 minutes and he's going to buy me food, so I think I'm still going to bang him. <laughs> and he was great at going down at me. He was a great cake eater. He did that right away. And you have to ask if, he, if dessert was coming first. He always should, but. <laughs> so I'm guessing you like that. Oh, you absolutely. Ever find it, you ever find it weird when a girl says she doesn't like that, and you're like, What? It, it, it's like honestly, a guy who says he doesn't like a blowjob. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I just think you, you, not to make jokes about molestation, but like maybe you were touched and you don't know about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. That shit feels really good. I was hooking up with this guy. We were like dating, not like really serious, but for like six months. And I, he, we hooked up and I just feel like comfortable in my body, you know, and I feel like that shows, you know, um, lights on, like over the covers, whatever. He had you never have done a nice body. <laughs> Thank you. If um, I could do it under the mattress, I would. <laughs> no, no. But so like, so he, I guess he had never just like done that before, like sex with the lights on or anything. And like after sex, we were just like laying in bed naked, you know, just like me, I'm probably like, I w- after sex, I want food and weed. I want to like smoke <laughs> a joint and have like fries or chocolate, you know, a good meal. And fries. Yeah. Oh my God. Fries all the way. So we're just like laying in bed naked. And he's like, wow, I've never just like laid naked in bed with someone before. And I'm like, really? Like you never just like laid out with your junk? Like what? And he's like, no, like 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let it out, man. Get used to it. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of covering it all up. <laughs> I don't want to see his and I don't want him to see me. <laughs> like, when I mean, my husband goes up and goes to the bathroom, I take the sheets and pull them up back over me and, you know, kind of roll over. So when he comes out of the bathroom, I'm fully covered. Like, I like that was sexy when you were aroused. You do not want to see it now that you're done. <laughs> <laughs> And plus two, you got to be warm. Steal those blankets, right. keep warm. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I'm a big fan of condoms because he's got to go clean up his mess and I can roll over and go to sleep. <sighs> Love it. I know. I know. Love that. Big fan. If I ever do get like um, things made with my logo on them, I think it's going to be condoms and I'm just going to spread those shit like dust everywhere. Oh, oh that'll be Take great. My condoms. Oh my God. I'll come with my condoms everywhere and just be like, oh no, we're going to use my condom. Sorry. Yeah. These are my condoms mm -hmm. that my friend gave me. Yeah. That's that, honest to God is the thing. Cause I mean, my logo would fit right on a condom package. It's round. And I, I want more condom companies owned by women and like more women talking about condoms and putting them out there. Because when I was growing up, I always thought like, okay, yeah, use a condom. I, I learned that is important. But I had so much shame about like buying my own condoms. And like, I thought like the guys take care of that. Like he's going to be responsible and have a condom. All guys will do that. No. No, they won't. <laughs> fucking guys who are trying to get in raw and lie to your fucking face. And stupid here has fallen for that. And, you know, if I ever get to be a mom, I'm going to get my girl condoms. I'm going to be like, we're going to pick this shit out. Like, I yeah. think girls should be empowered in it shouldn't be weird or seen as like a bad thing for you to like protect yourself because guys are exactly stupid. all it takes is one late period uh one little pregnancy scare or one little unexplained itch and then all of a sudden you're like oh no 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 we're not raw dogging anymore <laughs> i learned my fucking lesson with this one guy i was convinced i had an itch i was terrified i was like because I didn't, he, you know, word of mouth, I assume he's like, yeah, I'm tested. It's fine. And I was like paranoid. And it was a first date we hooked up. And I, you know, that that's another story where I felt like I was kind of pressured into it. I didn't really want to, but like, whatever, we've let that go. But I was convinced. I was like, I have something. I'm terrified. And then I got tested and I asked him, I was like, I'm scared. We had one date. I don't know who the fuck you are, Chris. And I was like, you're going to get tested. I want to see the results. You can send me them in an email, text, or mail me a copy. And he did. He was very cool with it. And then the results came back. He's clear. And he had the nerve to ask me, so are we going to hook up again? And I was like, no, you fucking asshole. You used me. <laughs> there was, well, and you could sometimes just get an itch because you're, you're his you know, yeah, the spunk is incompatible with you. Exactly. I know. And it but, was because he, but hundred percent. That's why I just wear the condoms yeah. oh, and yeah. stop trying to pretend like they're for our pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nine, yeah. I, I would say, unless it's an unlubricated condom, I can't tell the difference between any fucking condom. I don't care if it lights up. I don't care if it has ridges. I don't care if it's got scales. I can't fucking tell if I'm properly lubricated. I know. I know. So, exactly. <laughs> So stop acting like it's for my pleasure. It's for my safety. Yep. 
and it's and so it's you true. can last longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These dumb guys out there like, I can't feel anything. Really? Then why'd you come in two and a half minutes? You felt something, dumbass. Do you know the average come time? Is that like a thing that's measured? 20 minutes. Hmm. 2.8. Women, for women, it's 18 to 20. For men, it's 2.8 minutes. It's how long it takes the average man to orgasm. Of course I know. It's in my comedy show. It's in my podcast. It's Uh in my sexual health education. Yeah. Does not take guys long to orgasm. Most guys. Yeah. Some guys explode on impact. Some guys go and go and go and go and go. I'm like, I hear this set. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Remember Jack in class? I I do. Talking about sex and tits and dicks. And then Jack was there and he's like 75. (laughs) (laughs) He was hysterical. That's so funny. (laughs) He's a fun guy. I wonder how that little guy did. The the Boston kid. The little cutie pie. Yeah, the little kid who was like really good at his one-liners like yes a craftsman yeah i wonder yeah i couldn't tell i'm like are you a virgin i couldn't tell <laughs> hopefully he got not the back. not the way he looked yeah he i know I'm like, he looked cute. like a player to me yeah exactly but sometimes you, see, you weren't looking at it from a mom perspective yeah. like from a mother perspective i'm like keep that one away from my little girl <laughs> yeah i know exactly sometimes i always wonder like are there the cute shy boys that are so cute that could, you know, make any girl take their panties off, but they don't know it because they're just like too shy and nice, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a strong suspicion that that was my husband in high school. <laughs> so I don't think he knew. Yeah. And it was funny because he, when we first met, he said he was agnostic and he probably still is. We don't talk about God a lot, but, um, you know, he was like, oh, I'm not sure if I believe in God. And then one day after a particularly lovely orgasm, and I was like, you might not believe in God, but you've got some God-given talent. So, because <laughs> he'd only ever been with seven people before me. Oh, wow. Okay. And my body count was much, much, mm-hmm. much, much higher. Mine was more like- What was yours? Double I'm not digits? even going to say. Yeah. You, you, you're like, for, forget. For, it doesn't take long to get into double digits. The question is whether or not it was triple digits. <laughs> I don't think so, but I also don't remember a lot of times. Mm-hmm. There, was, yeah. there was a small period of time no, where I was. Seven. Seven's a low number for a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got a keeper. That's good. Yeah. So he knows you know, just I... enough, but he's not like, you know skills he doesn't have anything <laughs> he was born with he was born with mad skills i say oh my god i love it i love it you know i like what him. are you what's, what's your oh you go you no, go. go ahead you're, no your I'm turn like interviewing the podcaster um what was your first sexual experience like with him did you guys go straight to like was it just a blowjob was it just like, oh i don't do i don't do blowjobs so no <laughs> um i don't really remember I know the first, so we were, we (laughs) dated for probably, I want to say three or four weeks before we did anything, which was highly unusual for me. Um, And I know the first time I did not orgasm, but then we did it a second time and I did. And I think he might've gone down that time. But then after that, pretty much every time he made sure I came first. And he, and he pretty much always has. Good. So, Goodness. yeah, he was definitely a keeper. Nice. Mad skills. I like that guy. Don't tell him, though. I like keeping him on his toes. 
exactly yeah <laughs> you can't let them know they have that much power because then exactly you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun all right what's your favorite position Ooh, i mean i want to say doggy but i think every single person i've asked that has said that i know i mean i just like because I like all about spanking, you know, so it's a good pose for that, but... That's so good I for G-Spot. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And two, if he can reach and he can multitask, he can get my clit, too, you know? Oh, I just do that one on my own. Then there's yeah, no question. Yeah. I, yeah, then there's yeah. no question at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind. That, don't, I got that. I, that's my side. Knows the rhythm we need more than us, so... Like, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then it also controls because you can control when you're getting too close and back off a little bit and then apply the pressure. So you got a little bit more control over what's going on. Do you have a favorite toy? You know, I mean, I have my great vibrator that has like, you know, the clip piece to it. And I love that one. I'm, you know, only a one vibrator at a time kind of girl. I I would like to expand and get more. I want a detachable one. But this year, especially, because the last guy I hooked up with was July. Yeah, July. And he was great, great sex, but just not treating me as well as I wanted. Like, I'm ready right. to move past the hookup and like, you know, cool, I'll like text you in a week when my schedule is convenient for me and nobody else is texting me. I'm done with that shit. Like, you're, right. you're going to be with me, like be with me and like show me you can, you have what it takes kind of thing. So he wasn't meeting the standards. So let him go. So now I'm like, vibrators are great, but I want to get even deeper connected and just, just work with my fingers. And how can I get myself there? And really learning, I don't know, different, different positions and stuff. Like I'll be open. I can make myself squirt. Like I don't need anything but my, but myself. So Fuck yeah. That to me is like the ultimate empowerment. That's some <laughs> quality too- time you're spending with yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also too with like the pandemic and everyone makes these jokes about like the post-apocalypse. And I was like thinking about, okay, if there's like a post-apocalypse and like batteries don't work or like <laughs> I have to leave and flee and I don't bring my vibrator with me, I got to know how to take care of myself. <laughs> you know? I've been taking care of myself since I was four, long before <laughs> I knew any, I didn't know it had anything to do with sex. I just knew it felt good if you touch that spot for long enough and <laughs> I will be fine. I don't need anything. I know. And- I feel like every young girl figures out she's like lays on her stuffed animal in a certain way. She's like, some people never figure it out but yeah yeah Yeah, exactly exactly do you have any funny sex stories um nothing like too embarrassing but this was just (laughs) a fun one that could have gone really bad when i was in arizona visiting my cousin we were walking around downtown there was this like um an outdoor street music festival and I saw this cute guitar player. I'm like, oh, he a hot tea. I like him. So I start talking to him. We're flirting. I'm like, yeah, we'll see where this goes. He, you know, was digging it, whatever. We hooked up that night in his car. And, you know, I just kind of met him, but he was hanging (laughs) out with me and my cousin. I felt like, you know, I could read him. I felt safe. And it was, it was hot. We hooked up in the back of his little SUV. 
we drove out to like a suburb of Phoenix where all these rich mansions were and like hooked up in his car and mm. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, was, just reminded, that was just fun. That just reminded me of a funny story that I've never told before. Um, at least oh not God, on my podcast. <laughs> well, it was just because you said he did it in a car. So I was dating this guy and um, the, you know, we were still like in high school. And so there was no any other place to have sex, you know, it was the car or car sex living at home. That's yeah. And so we're at this place and I, I did not realize I can, I'm going to explain after what happened. So we're in the car, we're having sex and you know, I'm straddling him and I'm looking out the back window and I see a train coming right at us. And I mean, it's coming right at us. Like, straight and I'm for real I'm like oh my god oh my god like I literally think I am about to die and then all of a sudden the train just veers and goes around us and did you come at the same time I did not (laughs) I was I probably peed myself a little bit so maybe he thought I squirted but Jesus (laughs) Christ and so then like later on um I I I don't remember when I realized it because it was dark at the time. And I think oh, we went back to visit somebody who lived at that apartment building. And I looked and the train literally like makes an arch around this little, just a small area and just goes right around. And it's the strangest little, That's and terrifying. it was terrifying. And then it was funny because after my husband and I got married, um, and we went back to visit one of his friends years later, like like 15 years later, we go back, we pull into the apartment complex and I see the train tracks and I'm like, this is where that thing happened. Like I've been here before. I've been here naked before. I've been here naked before. Yes. <laughs> like shit. And it's hard to like, I, I'm pretty sure I told him that story, but I don't talk a lot of backstory with him because, you know, seven. so i don't need to be giving lists of don't want to hear the details yeah like girls we want to know we're like so like tell me all about her like we're like creepy like that (laughs) right so oh it's so funny because we were on a cruise ship one day and they were doing the like the um was that game where they ask the questions and the guys leave the room and then they come back in and you have to guess what they said um the newlywed game so they're okay. doing the newlywed game and we're watching it. We weren't on it this time. Often they pick us because we're adorable. But anyway, we were watching this time and it was questions like, what was your husband's last girlfriend's name? And Mike and I looked at each other at the exact same time and we were like, I don't know, but she was a stripper. Because <laughs> he didn't remember her name either. <laughs> Just <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> sparkles mercedes i have no idea so funny but it was just so funny because our answer would still have been the same mm-hmm. i don't know but she was a stripper it would have been the same answer that's hilarious yeah for me it's like i don't have to know like you could tell me about your exes if you want to i think younger 20s emily first dating would like do all the facebook stalking and yeah sure i probably still would catch me on a day when I'm feeling, feeling down in my period, feeling hormones. I don't know. And I'll <laughs> stock that shit up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I, I talk, I think about it all the time. I told my husband the other day, I'm like, you better not ever fucking die because I can't. 
I can't, first of all, I can't do this life without you. I can't replace you. I'm never going to be able to replace you in bed for sure. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I can't, and I don't want to go back to dating. Oh, I know, dude. I know. I, I kind of don't want to go back to dating once COVID is over. Like I'm kind of terrified. It'll be so easy. I feel like for girls, but I'm also like kind of terrified. Like guys are just going to be like fucking wild and like just taking their dicks out everywhere and like want to drink. Here's my dick in your mouth. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did, have you done any online dating while this is going on? Um, nah, cause like I was dating. So I was dating this guy, Mike from last December to May. I left him in May because I found out he voted for Trump and thought he was a good president <laughs> and was like, okay, we're done here. I can't believe I sucked your MAGA dick. Like, what the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> So that ended quickly. Um, and then I was hooking up with this guy, Anthony, who was really great. But like I said, like just playing me hot and cold. I don't have time for that. And now like, I just like, I'm focusing on my podcast, um, working on acting. Like I'm a yoga teacher. So I'm building a yoga brand and a following teaching online classes with that. I'm trying to build this queendom. I don't need dumb messages from a guy. And just to have like this virtual conversation that's probably going to go nowhere in two days. And like, you know, like, I, I just don't need that right now. I'm, I'm cool. Like, yeah, I get lonely, but that's when I have a little bit of chocolate or, you know, I make sure my vibrator's charged and, exactly. you know, my parents aren't around. Like, <laughs> right. Well, I was just saying, cause I, I've, I've met a few people who have developed actual relationships with people Ooh. because they took time to, you know, they ha couldn't do anything like in New York city when during the lockdown, yeah. they couldn't do anything but talk. And they would talk and they would Facebook and they didn't take things to the next level until they really knew each other. Yeah. And I, and I, some, I mean, I think if you're looking for a long term, that's kind of the better way to do it. Yeah. Which and like I, I said, me that. and Mike made it a whole three weeks before I had sex with him and, and I married him. So maybe there's a standard there. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And you know, I could try that. I think. And you probably would have found out about the MAGA thing way in advance if you had just true just talk a little more i know <laughs> little less talking a little less talk more talking less sucking exactly exactly <laughs> all right so um how can people find you people can find me on the instagram my handle is at emily sierro that's s-i-e-r-o and they could find me on facebook too that's my full Italian last name. I probably won't accept your friend request though. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I'm bad about that shit. So stick with Instagram. I'm always posting fun stories. Um, I promote my podcast on there. Work it, own it podcast on iTunes, Spotify. And I'm definitely going to be having you on because I want to talk about more sex. This was so much yeah. fun. I want to I learn. I want to learn more about all your tips and tricks. And a lot of people that listen to my podcast are females. So I feel like they'll, they'll love it. Awesome. Okay. 
Uh, you can find me. Where can you find me? All right, you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com, raylenetaskoski.com. And I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, politely share an alternate point of view, give me uh, ideas for the podcast, and generally let us know what you think of the episode. So search Stand Up Comedy Sex Head podcast on Facebook and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and share it and if you can rate it and leave a comment and if your comment is funny I will read it on the air you can also find me on my second show called undebatable and you can find that undebatable.show where it's me and three guys and we just talk about funny shit and it's hysterical so um this was fun thanks so much for coming to my podcast Emily Hell yeah, girl. This was awesome. And shout out and to your husband. I hope, yeah. I hope he just serves you up a great dinner and a delicious time in bed. <laughs> yeah, I think tonight's going to be a night because it's been a few days. <laughs> we got the snowstorm coming up. Like, ooh, exactly. Yeah. Nothing better. It was great. All right. Thanks, Emily. Yeah, no problem. This was great. Bye. Bye, girl.